This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. And Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green once again. Yes, you're stuck with me. You're stuck with me for the next few hours. Welcome to the Island of Sanity. And I'm here today to tell you that you're not alone. What do I mean by that? In this new world that we have, this new Trudopian paradise that we live in, where the media are still agaga over our haughty prime minister, it can sometimes feel like when you say something, the whole world's against you. Because most of the media, we talked about the issue of the refugees yesterday and the idea that maybe this is going too fast. Maybe we need to take a pause. And I told you about the petition that I launched, refugeepause.ca, and lots of you went and signed it. I think we're closing in on 18,000 Canadians have signed on to that petition. And that's what I'm here to tell you you're not alone on today. Because it's not just you, the great CFRA nation, that's saying, hold on a minute. This is moving pretty fast. Not sure I'm ready for this dance. We also have the government of Saskatchewan. We played you the clip yesterday. Premier Brad Walls writing to Prime Minister Trudeau to say, "Eh, can we slow down? Can we maybe make sure we do this right? Well, yesterday, the Quebec National Assembly, that's what they call their legislature, their words, not mine. The Quebec National Assembly passed a motion asking the government to slow down. They want to make sure that it's done properly. A Leger poll shows that 60% of Quebecers want it slowed down. They're saying 25000 by January 1st is simply too fast. Oh, and by the way, about the same number want to keep fighting ISIS. That's Quebec. That's left-wing, hippy-dippy, always on the progressive side, Quebec. At least, well, that's how they'll always be portrayed in the media if you get beyond montreal and meet the real quebec it's very different than what they portray in montreal now i'm not looking to spend the whole next two hours talking to you about the refugee issue again but it is the biggest issue in the country right now it's one that has seized the imagination of the the nation we continue to we continue to see the government pushing ahead Yesterday, John McCallum saying, don't worry, we can just fly them all here and look after any vetting here. Uh, I'm not sure that's a good idea. We've explained this. They don't have a plan. They don't know how it's going to work. That's why even the mayor of Quebec City said yesterday, I'm not so sure about this. They're not, they don't know where to house everyone so quickly. None of the people that I am mentioning to you are saying no to refugees. They're saying slow down a bit. Take your time. Get it right. We can talk about this again and already people calling in. 521-TALK, 521-8255 or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Calling in from out of town, 1-800-580-2372. Is it time to take the pause? Do you think that they're going to get the message now that you've got the government of Quebec, the government of Saskatchewan, mayors across the country saying, hold on a minute, and a poll showing the majority of Quebecers think it's time to stop. 521-TALK, 521-8255-STAR-580 on Bell Mobility. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. I'm joined by Matt Hendricks, Senior Vice President, National Sales at Sprott Asset Management. Matt, why should all investors have John Wilson's Enhanced Equity Class as their core portfolio holding? Well, John, the essence of John Wilson's strategy is winning by not losing. And in the 2008 financial crisis, John incredibly made money for his clients. How do listeners get more information on the Sprott Enhanced Equity Class? I am always reachable at Sprott.com or toll-free at 866-299-9906. Now back to Lowell Green 
on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media in for Lowell Green. So I said, I don't want to talk about refugees for the whole next two hours, but I wanted to let you know that you are not alone because the views of the CFRA nation not being reflected in a lot of the media coverage that you're hearing out there. And I know that there are, there's different things happening in the United States. And I'll get to an article about that in a minute. I know Lowell has been calling in the last two days. And I'm going to read to you an article from the Toronto Red Star that shows that what Lowell is telling us is true. But I wanted to start off today saying you are not alone. Now, Donnie in Barhaven has been waiting on the line a while, wants to talk about the fight against ISIS. Donnie, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. Uh, you have a great uh, website there, rebels.com. They're fantastic. Uh, Anyways, the formation of ISIS, as you know, uh, began in 2003 in Iraq with the illegal invasion and occupation by the USA and then later of Libya. Also, remember the scary thing is that most of the very young terrorists in Paris were homegrown in France and Belgium. But thanks, you know, to Putin and Russia taking on ISIS and other rebel groups beginning six weeks ago, the USA, who has basically done nothing to fight ISIS and rebels the last three years, but supplying weapons to rebel groups, including ISIS and al-Qaeda, in trying to topple Assad in Syria, are finally bombing ISA targets. In one week, remember, ISIS blew up the Russian plane in Egypt, killing 224 people, and then two suicide bombers killed 120 people in Beirut, Lebanon, and now killed 150 people in Paris. Yep. Trudeau is bringing our soldiers and jets that are in the Middle East back to Canada while the killing of Christians and children, and especially black Africans, continue in Iraq, Syria, and Libya. While Obama and other Western leaders are causing up to Putin to join them even after they kicked Russia out of the G8. You know, my friends and my fellow Latin journalists down in Colombia especially are asking me if Trudeau is a traitor. I mean, is he nationalistic? And say that Canada... Uh, Canada's good reputation has really gone down in the last week. Uh, you know, my father and uncle, who were ex-veterans from the Second World War, must be rolling over in their graves. And I'd like to hear from the surviving veterans and a lot of people that are in, there, uh, in the armed forces that just two weeks ago voted for Trudeau. You know, I'd like to hear them call in and uh, find out what their opinion is, Brian. All right, well, we invite them to call. Donnie, thanks for your call. Thank you. Ron in Canada, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Morning, Brian. Morning. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Well, first off, this, this uh, raid last night in France, I'd like to point out to people who think that women and children being brought over is a safer avenue. The person who blew themselves up last night when the police raided was a woman. You know, and, and down in the states now, we have governors who are closing up their, their states to not accept any refugees, period. And here we are, Mr. Trudeau wants to bring in 25,000 by the end of this year. That's almost 1,000 a day. Yep. There's no way, there is no way, like Lowell has pointed out, there's not a chance we can properly vet these people on the way in. We're not going to be able to get rid of them once they're in here, which the liberal media and, and the Trudeau blind followers don't seem to have any clue to whatsoever. But, no, I, I say, for me personally... Close our borders to anybody from any of those countries. It's not worth the chance. If one of them gets through out of 25,000, that's one too many. The safety of Canadians trumps anybody else in the world. Well, I would disagree with closing the borders completely, Ron. But we can do this, as James Bissett was saying yesterday, do this not based on a timeline. Same thing Brad Wall was saying, actually. Don't base it on a timeline. Do it properly we've done it before do it properly but this artificial timeline is going to hurt everyone thanks for the call i want to read to you uh from the article that um, that i mentioned earlier and this speaks to what lowell has been calling in about it's from the toronto red star mitch potter their foreign affairs writer down in washington i think he's in washington anyway it says u.s nervously watches canada's massive refugee plan Fear of the Canadian border as a gateway for terror, a recurring theme in U.S. politics since the 9-11, uh, the attacks of 9-11, appears to be stirring anew as the sheer heft of the Canadian plan takes shape. It should come as, uh, 
come as something less than a shock that the United States is watching closely and in some quarters nervously as Canada's new government moves with bold, audacious speed on Syrian refugees. Uh, let's see. want to skip down a little bit. Uh, so he speaks to Peter Maleksha, the first secretary at the embassy. Um, hold on. Here's the quote. The message was very clear and not couched in diplomatic language. I heard my government is highly concerned about the potential threat at the border. A witness to the U.S. official's remarks told the star on condition of anonymity. So, all right. So it wasn't someone at our embassy that said that, but it was someone speaking uh, on background said, my government is highly concerned about the potential threat at the border. The Americans are getting concerned. Why are the Americans concerned and our government's not? Government of Quebec now is, government of Saskatchewan now is, the CFRA nation is. Why not the folks up on Parliament Hill? Are they listening? Eudora in Ottawa, you're on the Low Green Show. I must always point out, too, that the the person who stabbed the security guard, that her passport was being checked in France, was also a woman. Okay. Yeah, no, this idea that, uh, that women uh, are are definitely going to be safe question is, I would like you to answer for me. Yes. What is the difference between the Syrians that everybody wants in and the Haitians that's still suffering that nobody took in? Can you answer me that question, sir? Uh, no, uh, I cannot. And the Haitians were in a di- more dangerous plight and still am than the Syrians. I, I don't know how many uh, Haitians we did or did not take in after the earthquake. A couple came in through fat that was being sponsored by families, but they are still sir, suffering tremendously, and nobody cares about them. Well, Haiti is Canada's uh, biggest recipient of foreign aid after Afghanistan. Yes. Maybe that's changed. Maybe it's back on top. Uh, but I can tell you that Canada has done a lot for Haiti. But after the earthquake, we didn't say, hey, let's move everyone to Montreal. That's right. But also, Be- but hold on, Eudora. Hold on. Partly because... Coming. Partly because most people in Haiti want to stay in Haiti. And most people in the Syrian refugee camps want to go home. They don't all want to come and live in Canada. They don't all want to go and live in the United States. They want to go home. People want to go home. And that is the preferred method that the United Nations wants to use. But now we've got it in our minds. Oh, we, we've got to be good liberals and bring everyone to another country. God bless us. Thank right. you. Thank you. John in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Good morning. Uh, dealing with ISIL, uh, there's two points here. One of them is Canadian governments and businesses and other companies across the world who are doing business with Saudi Arabia, knowing full well that Saudi Arabia is one of the leading investors, shall I say, into ISIL and al-Qaeda, uh, which brings the question, if al-Qaeda and ISIL are monsters, what are we doing giving money to a country that we know. I mean, Muslims after Muslims have told us Saudi Arabia is responsible. It's, uh, it gets dodgy trying to show that it's the government of Saudi Arabia. Um, their system over there, it, it's never directly the government, and it's never directly the crown prince, but it'll be someone two, three times removed. There are so many people with huge amounts of money in that country. That's who is funding. It's not coming directly from the government, and and I guess that's the the workaround that they use. Yeah. Well, okay, but still, Saudi but it, it is Saudi. It, it is Saudi money, but it's not coming directly from the government. Some of the uh, the exportation of Wahhabist ideology through the funding of mosques comes directly from the government, and they fund the ideology that supports these groups and supports the radicalization here in Canada. Well, secondly, quickly, mm-hmm. um, defeating ISIL. First of all, um, I said there were two million soldiers. Uh, uh, Arab soldiers, somebody called up and said I was wrong. There were 4 million, which brings the question, let's say my number is low. You were trying to be made believe that 2 million Arab soldiers cannot defeat 60,000 ISIL. Turkey has over a million soldiers. How many of them have crossed the border to attack ISIL? I'd say less than 100,000. Saudi Arabia has stopped bombing, but you want us to keep bombing? Saudi Arabia has told its pilots, you're not bombing anymore. 
Doesn't anyone think that there's something that stinks the high heaven? Well, I'll when two million Arab soldiers are sitting back. I'll explain part of that after the break. John, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. You want to have your say? 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Or the big tall ginger known as Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green all week. And people are asking, okay, well, John was saying, why, why aren't Turkish soldiers fighting against ISIS? Why not? Let me explain a little bit. I'm going to back up to Friday night. Barack Obama, the American president, reacting to the attacks in Paris. He said something that many people would have just said, oh, well, yeah, or not paid any attention to. But listen to how Barack Obama describes these attacks in Paris. Once again, we've seen an outrageous attempt to terrorize innocent civilians. This is an attack not just on Paris. It's an attack not just on the people of France, but this is an attack on all of humanity and the universal values that we share. Universal values that we share. Are they really universal values? Do we all share these values? Or is he talking about Western values? Because I put it to you that he's talking about Western values. And values are not the same around the world. Cultures put different things at the forefront. Cultures, different cultures, have different ideas of what's important to them, what they will support, what they won't. So Barack Obama calls the attacks in Paris an attack on universal values. Do the Turkish people think that? Well, Turkey was playing Greece the other day in a soccer match. They had a moment of silence. The officials and the players gathered before the game started around the circle at uh, half pitch. The players all linked arms. The teams faced each other. And the players and the referees and the coaches on the sidelines all stood in silence. But listen to how the fans in Turkey treated this moment of silence. I don't know if you could pick that out, but I'm on the chance screamed at the game, Allahu Akbar. That's how Turkey treats a moment of silence for the victims of the Paris attacks. Is that a universe? Is that showing universal values? Are they on side with the Western world on that? Or do they have a different view? Now I'm going to play you a different moment of silence. This is Madonna performing a concert this weekend in Stockholm, Sweden. 40,000 people. Listen to this moment of silence. Do we, does it start with her talking? Okay, so it starts with her talking, and you'll hear the moment of silence. And, and then after that, she goes into like a prayer, and the crowd goes wild again. But listen to how quiet they are. Before we do go on, I would like to have a moment of silence where all of us just for one minute bow our heads in respect and say a prayer for the victims who died last night in Paris and for the families of those victims, please, a moment of silence. Can you hear the difference? One person yelled out at the beginning, and then 40,000 people went silent. 40,000 people in silence. Compare that to Turkey and ask yourself, 
Are they really universal values? I put it to you, no. That is part of why Turkey is not in the fight. Not really. Jordan is participating in the coalition. There are other countries from the Middle East, but don't let yourself be fooled by these politicians that come out and make statements like this. Duncan in Ottawa, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yes, good evening. Uh, good morning, Brian. Uh, this government is both naive and short-sighted when it comes to a concrete refugee policy. There definitely needs to be the, 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 the screening, and by screening, I mean tight screening. They're saying, don't worry, though, we can bring them here. Uh, chartering jumbo jets for four to five weeks and filling it up, and then we can do all the screening here. To me, that doesn't sound like a good plan. But then again, every time a liberal cabinet minister opens their mouth, there's a different plan. Well, I don't trust these guys any more than I trust the U.N. (laughs) Well, I hope you trust the U.N. about as much as I do, which is not at all. I don't trust them at all. Did you hear me yesterday when I explained that the United Nations does not who says that you know being a member of a terrorist group does not preclude you from being a refugee? <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. All right. Duncan, uh, thanks for the call. Thank you. Jerry in Cornwall, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Yeah, hi. It's great timing. I've got it right in front of me here. 30 U.S. governors opposing and refusing to allow Syrian refugees. And it's got all their states marked up there, Brian. Up to um, 30 now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, right As I said, the, even the Toronto Red Star, picking mm-hmm. up on what Lowell called in and told us yesterday, that this is causing concern in Washington. For sure. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the, the, the point, well, two quick points I wanted to make, and, and somebody already brought one up, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars into the United Nations. These are issues. There should be set refugee policies worldwide. There should be setups. There should even perhaps even oh, be areas. No, 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 no. We start, we start setting up worldwide refugee policies with other countries. That means the U.N. is deciding our policy. I want our policy decided here in Canada. No, no, but, you you know, you're missing my point, Brian. What I'm trying to say is is there's now 1.5 million places of accommodation in Mecca sitting there empty. These people people can be Mm -hmm. put in other places. And what I'm saying is that these things should be pre-planned. The country, you're right, Canada, everybody involved, here's our plan. Something happens here, here's what we do. But agree on it before something happens. How how many, six, seven hundred, how many refugees are there overall? Close Uh, to a million? I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, I think it's around six or 700,000, maybe a bit more. Plus, never mind how many countless have been murdered. But, and we're going to bring 25,000 here. And absolutely, everyone is right. And you know, CFR Nation is right. And you know for sure what's going to happen. There will be sleepers in there, for sure. Well, if, no, we, we, don't, if we don't screen them, they're going to be there. We, uh, mm-hmm. The job of the government is to protect the realm. They should be doing the screening. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, and I have no issues with that if we're going to bring them here. I'm saying that there's even another way of looking at this. I'm just trying to think outside mm-hmm. the box. And, and the other thing, of course, and to go back to liberal politics, I've never liked him anyways, Obama. But if you, you're the president of the United States, Brian, you draw a red line in the sand. Stop doing this. Stop killing your own people. Stop doing this, or we're going to come and get you. And the guy crossed the line and did what he had to do, and he's still there. And then now Putin's involved and everything else. And then it goes back to that whole liberal policy. Hey, if you're president of the United States, don't make threats if you're not going to carry them out. Now the entire world is sucked into this. All right. Jerry, thanks for the call. Mm -hmm. Almost 18,000 Canadians have signed up at refugeepause.ca. If you you think that we need to hit the pause button on this, you can go there, refugeepause.ca. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. Back after this. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. It's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. We're talking about what we see as a potential threat in Canada, and that is not properly screening refugees. We're about to bring in more than our annual allotment of refugees in, in a matter of weeks. The Liberal government seems to have a different plan every day. But don't worry. Don't worry. It's not a problem. Stéphane Dion in the Philippines for the APEC summit, our new foreign affairs minister, sorry, global affairs minister. We are, after all, all global citizens. 
Foreign Affairs Minister Stefan Dion says climate change is the worst threat we are facing this century and that current emissions reduction targets from major emitters don't go far enough. That is the threat that they're worried about in the Trudeau government, not the one that we are talking about. Helen in Westboro, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Morning, Brian. I've got so much to say. I'll try to get it through quickly. Okay. Uh, you only have 10 minutes till we're at the news. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris Matthews, the MSNBC anchor. MSLSD, yes. Yeah, the one uh, he was uh, the one that got the thrill up his leg about uh, Obama. Mm-hmm. He said yesterday, when the refugees come to the United States, if there's any young men in them, he's going to say that they should go back and fight, that we shouldn't be sending American soldiers over there to fight for them. You know, this is part of the issue with what's happening in Europe. First off, as I've pointed out, the flood of so-called refugees into Europe, they're economic migrants. Mm -hmm. Canada is going to go in to the refugee camps and deal with real refugees. But these people showing up in, and these are United Nations numbers, the people showing up are predominantly men. They are predominantly more than 70% male. Predominantly a fighting age. Yep. And by the way, only one in four of the Syrian refugees are Syrian. All UN numbers. You That's know what right. I think of them, Helen, but, you know, let's use their numbers. Mm-hmm. It's, I know what you think of the UN, and I agree, but I think it is 75% of, uh, of uh, our young men. So, uh, wow, I found something I'll agree with Chris Matthews on. Yes, me too. I was surprised. And then the other thing, there was... Uh, Somebody was telling a heart-wrenching story about a a refugee from Turkey. And he was a father, and he was a refugee because he couldn't get an apartment because he couldn't afford them in Turkey. I think, wait till he comes to Toronto or Vancouver. Wow. That's why he's a refugee. Mm -hmm. All right, Helen, thanks for the call. Okay. Gary in Spencerville, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Hi, Brian. It's nice to talk to you. And you. And I'm enjoy, really enjoying your, your show. Uh, thank you very much. You're going to hear a lot um, of me for the on next Monday, little bit. Uh, you were saying, and I hope I didn't get it out of context, but I thought you said that the United Nations said that one in six refugees are potentially, uh, I guess, terrorists or have terrorist links. Uh, I don't think that was me. It was, oh, okay. I don't think that was me. It may have been somebody else. I have, I have not heard that number. Okay. Or, or I would have used it on the air. Well, then, I, then I'm wrong, because I, I was listening to your, the, you're the only show I listen to, and I guess I have that wrong, but I thought there was, there was something like that that you said, but uh, I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. I can tell you this. Justin Trudeau is saying that they are going to um, be able to screen 25,000 refugees as we bring them here by January 1st. Well, an American, an American official says... Our average remains 18 to 24 months, and we are, and that's the same for all categories. I don't have an average for Syrians and Iraqis to share with you. As you know, we are trying to look at the process and see if we can make it more efficient without cutting corners on security. That's a quote from an American official on how long it takes them to screen refugees, 18 to 24 months. And if you bring them to Canada, you can't send them back. No. No. You know, look, I keep saying there are lambs. And there are wolves. And we want to keep the wolves out of the lambs. Exactly. Gary, thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Julie is in Cornwall. Good morning, Brian. I love your show. Thank you. I'm a little nervous, so please bear with me. I just have a few points. Okay. Um, There was a uh, a lawyer that was on the CTV News, um, I believe it was yesterday. Okay. her name is Julie uh, Judy Tobe. Julie Tobe, yes. Yes. Yeah, I saw that interview. Yeah. She clearly stated that it is impossible, I believe those are the words that she used, and she's a lawyer for immigration and refugees, to properly screen, not just for um, anybody coming here to harm us, but uh, as far as health goes. Yeah. You know, um, I just don't understand why it's being pushed. I mean, the guy's already got the job, Trudeau. Mm -hmm. What is the the rush to push and have 25 thousand refugees and even let's say you know if there's just one that comes in and does something god forbid i mean we have to think with our you know put our, our logical hats on here and, and uh you know this does not make sense uh, and when i heard low yesterday uh besides jed bush do you know anybody else that's um 
uh, you know, upset about Canada, uh, Canada wanting to bring in 25,000 uh, refugees? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was reading from uh, Mitch Potter's article in the Toronto Red Star. Uh, he quotes uh, an anonymous official who said the message is very clear and not couched in diplomatic message. I heard my government is highly concerned about the potential threat at the border. That's a, an American official speaking on background to the Toronto Star's foreign affairs reporter. Unbelievable. Uh, and, and your point again yesterday, like you were saying, and I really uh, I thank you for saying that because uh, we're coming off as being bigots and racist because we want to put the brakes. We want people to come in, but we just don't want to rush this and do it properly. We have to take care of our citizens first. Mm-hmm. And of course we want to help. Of course we want to okay, help, but-, but we have to properly screen these people. And another a quick point, if I may, mm-hmm. the CBC and uh, CKNW, there I get on the web there, they're all liberal stations, but, uh, you know, they're saying that the, 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 what happened in Paris, which I find is very uh, disrespectful, they're saying that uh, it's overpowering uh, the uh, initiative on uh, the environmental, uh, you know, that meeting that they're supposed to have there the, next The week. climate change conference, it's yeah. This is not the issue right now. The issue is right now with uh, refugees. This is what Canadians are concerned about. Steph Dion says greatest threat, climate change. Unbelievable. Uh, Julie, thanks for the call. Uh, I just want to point out for people that think we want to shut down all refugees. No. No, we're saying put a pause on. And remember, what would it do to the real refugees, to the lambs, if we, if we allow these wolves hiding among them to come in? We did this with Rwanda and Bosnia and people that fled the horrors of those situations, of those countries, ended up having warlords, war criminals, thugs living among them, putting fear into the community. So we will be harming the real refugees if we don't do this right as well. Going to Chris in Nepean. Chris, you're on the Low Green Show. Yeah, Brian. Um, uh, listen, my friend, I uh, I immigrated as a child with my family. We were just uh, a family of four from Egypt. Uh, we're a Coptic, Coptic family. Mm-hmm. And I've been serving in the uh, Canadian Armed Forces as an officer for the past 15 years. And, uh, you know, I've been, um, I was in Afghanistan for an extended period of time in 2011 and 2013. And I've been all over the Middle East, you know, uh, pushing for Canadian interests. Yeah. And uh, this uh, this refugee issue, you know, there is there is a it's it's a noble it's a noble cause to to want to help people. However, we could do this we could do this right, and the way it's going right now is definitely worrying. So I'll tell you I'll, I'll put this in context for you. Um, so for example, we have a we have a church in Canada. It's called Saint Isidore. They're bringing a Syrian family, a Christian Syrian family, mm-hmm. that's that's in dire circumstances right now. And they're in the process of bringing them over. So why doesn't the government, you know, include these people, include them in the numbers, and actually help um, well, organizations well, such as this? Well, they will. They will. And exactly. the, the private sponsorship refugees will all be screened, we're told. Exactly. But exactly. piling people on a plane and flying them to a military base, I feel like the military is being used as a dumping ground in this process. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Furthermore, though, that's more worrying for me is, the, the proposal that they're putting forward stipulates that they're going to bring those refugees from UN camps where where minority that is in desperate needs are not even allowed because they're being kicked out by, by the Muslim populace in them. For example, the Yazidis and Christians um, are not allowed. They, they, well, well, in, Germany, they they, in Germany, they've had to separate them. So, yeah, no, yeah, we, exactly. Look, the religious minorities that are in, in the biggest uh, danger which includes Yazidis, Christians, Druze, uh, Alawite Muslims, all of these groups are the ones we should be focused on. And I I keep pointing out because people say, oh, it's bigoted. No, there are Muslims, minority groups, that are in danger as well. That should be the focus. Chris, we got to run there, but thanks for the call. Cheers. All right. I'm Brian Lilly filling in for Lowell Green. You want to join the conversation? 521-TALK, 521-8255. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA.
Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media sitting in for Lowell Green. Lots of calls on the line on the refugee issue, and I'll get to your calls in a moment. We can keep talking about that. And if you agree with me, if you agree with the legislature in Quebec, the government of Saskatchewan, with mayors across the country, with the majority of Quebecers, according to one poll, if you agree that we need to pause this refugee rush, then I invite you to to sign the petition. Almost 18,000 Canadians have already signed it at refugeepause.ca. But I want to I wanna throw out a couple of other stories at you. And I'll welcome your calls on this. If you don't call on it, that's fine. I, I just got to get some of this off my chest. This morning, there was a briefing for reporters, members of the Parliamentary Press Gallery, on a Supreme Court decision that will be coming down on Friday. And it is called uh, Gilles Caron et al. versus Her Majesty the Queen. And it's about language rights. This is the insanity that is bilingualism. Now, it's nowhere near Ottawa, but I still have to read you this, okay? Here's from the summary at the Supreme Court website. The appellant, Pierre Boutet, was charged with an offense under the Traffic Safety Act, an Alberta statute enacted in English only. At trial, he argued that the act was unconstitutional because it had not been enacted in English and French. Mr. Boutet's case was joined with that of Gilles Caron, which raised the the same issues. At the conclusion of a trial lasting nearly 90 days, Judge Wendon of the Alberta Provincial Court ruled in favor of Mr. Boutet and Mr. Caron and declared that the Royal Proclamation of 1869 and the 1870 Order imposed an obligation on the Legislative Assembly of Alberta to enact legislation in English and in French, That decision was set aside by the Court of Queen's Bench in a judgment that was subsequently affirmed by the Court of Appeal. So at trial, this guy, he took a traffic offense to court because he said, well, the law wasn't passed in English and French. He got away with it at trial. It was overturned. I'm going to bet, and I I might be going to the Supreme Court for um, the lockup and the rendering of this decision on Friday morning, but... I'm going to bet that the Supreme Court rules in this guy's favor and says that every law in Alberta needs to be rewritten in English and French. Another story I want to throw at you right now. We know that there's been controversy about the monument to victims of communism. Lefties have hated this idea since it was first floated. The NCC wouldn't allow the the original idea to go ahead unless it was called Uh, memorial to the victims of totalitarian communism as opposed to the touchy-feely, give-you-a-hug-and-not-kill-you kind of communism. I've never seen the good kind of communism. So that that is now going to be scrapped. The Liberal government's made that clear. They're not going to let it go ahead. But from CBC's website, a preliminary plan for a permanent national monument in Ottawa for downed cyclists which would also serve to honor the joy and spirit of cycling, could be ready in about six months, according to the city councillor, assisting with the privately funded initiative. We're going to have a monument to cyclists, but a monument to the victims of communism, many of whom immigrated to Canada or came as refugees. That's too controversial. Welcome your thoughts on any of this. Just stories that are crossing my desk and annoying me. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Greg in Ottawa. Greg, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yes, good morning, Brian. Morning. Uh, with regards to this uh, this uh, ludicrous, this idiotic uh, policy of uh, trying to bring 25,000 refugees to this country uh, mm-hmm. by the end of the year, uh, the only reason why we're having this policy foisted upon us is because we didn't elect a prime minister. We elected a Boy Scout. Okay. No, no, don't insult Boy Scouts. Okay, I'm sorry. We, we, I, I we, apologize. For we, that. Elect, we're, we're, we're dealing with a we person. elected a first-year university poli sci student. Yeah, right. What's the difference? <laughs> well, you know, uh, what we're dealing with here is, is somebody who would feel more at home uh, standing around a campfire, holding hands and singing "Kumbaya." So we can one, one can only hope that before it's too late, somebody takes them aside and and tells them the facts of life and tells them to grow up. 
do you think that's going to happen? I mean, his chief advisor is a guy named Gerald Butts who believes we need to move to a zero-carbon economy tomorrow and that climate change is the greatest threat facing us. So Yeah, right. I, I, I don't see it happening. Do you? Uh, no, no, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess I guess uh, uh, I'm getting in my Thursday Thursday uh, rant here. <laughs> and, and besides that, another thing too, I think uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, our new defense minister uh, has uh, has recently suggested that we sit down and negotiate with ISIS. Yeah, I want to know how you negotiate with someone whose opening and closing position is submit or we will kill you. Exactly. You know, you you, you don't you don't negotiate with barbarians. You kill them. Yeah, well, they they don't want to negotiate. Yeah, and, and another bird brain is is our friend, uh, you know, Stefan Dion, who thinks that uh, this so-called global warming is the greatest threat to mankind. Has he never heard of Nazism? Well, that that threat's gone now, but uh, yeah. I think we're dealing with another threat in terms of the jihadist. Uh, Greg, thanks for the call. Okay. All right. Speaking of of craziness, uh, we'll get to calls from from John and Barhaven. John, you're up first when we get back, and and Sharon in Ottawa and others that are waiting on the line. But I'm going to have to read you some of David Suzuki's comments when we come back. Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media sitting in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green and uh, taking your calls on the refugee issue. I said I got to read you just quickly one story that um, is making me shake my head. David Suzuki has written a um, he, he's written an op-ed at thestraight.com. This is a really lefty magazine out of Vancouver saying that Justin Trudeau's infrastructure plan has to in, it should include trees. We have to plant trees. So he was elected on this big infrastructure plan that I said at the time is not actually about infrastructure because a third of it is about daycares and social programs, not building them, funding them. Social infrastructure. Well, now Suzuki says, add trees to the list. I'm not against trees. I love trees. But that's not an infrastructure program. We are redefining the word to mean whatever liberals want to fund. John in Barhaven, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Yeah, Brian, listen, I wanted to... uh call about our new prime minister there uh he was being questioned by a reporter a female reporter in uh, turkey there at the g20 and she asked him why did you stop the bombing and he uh he just came up with two rote answers that i guess his uh his advisors had given him a so i think it's going to become apparent to people in canada that like the emperor has no clothes i don't think he has any real depth well you know the guy that's really running the government is gerald butts you know, and if you don't know Gerald Butts, then this audience is going to get to know Gerald Butts over the next several years because he's the man in charge. And he's one of the guys that was uh, an architect for green energy in Ontario. Mm-hmm. But listen, I've got to tell you something. What Trudeau has done is he's shown weakness by wanting to get us out. Like, that's a NATO country that's been attacked. And we were contributing to the aerial uh, campaign, but he's taken us out. And, you know, all the, uh, all the false pieties and condolences he gave to uh, France about willing to do anything like I mean, it's quite apparent that it's totally hollow and insincere, eh? So, I mean, and the whole international community is looking at this guy. Like, listen, the Arctic is wide open. Like, you're going to have many competing interests and some bad countries trying to get our resources up there, you know. And Putin's looking at this guy, and he's saying, wow. It's like Bob Fife said, you know, if you're not going to bomb ISIS or fight ISIS, who are you going to bomb or fight, you know? Uh, that, that, I, I remember Terry Molesky asking them that question yeah. on CBC, and and he was absolutely dismissive, as if yeah. how you know what do you that that's a ridiculous question. No, it's but, not. If you won't fight these guys, who will you fight? Who will you fight? Now here's another question: If we are going to be doing um, training, aren't we putting our troops at more risk? Because the training we did in Afghanistan, and they keep using that as an example. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if he's talked to his his defense minister. The airplanes are at but, 20, 20, 30,000 feet where ISIS can't get them. Yeah. But the, your advisors are right on the ground. My friends and family that were there and did the training yeah. went out on patrol with the Afghan forces. They have to teach them. That is how you train and teach. You don't yeah. do it, you know, all off on, you know, you know, thousands of miles away and then send them back in. That's That's not the training that we are known for. And that they're bragging about as an example. So we are going to put our troops in more danger yeah. 
not less. Listen, Brian, I've got to tell you something. Ralph Goodale, that man is, is either ha- has dementia or has been hiding in a closet or he's absolutely lying to people. When you bring refugees over here and you screen them, you know, do security screenings on them, you cannot get rid of them. They can be ISIS. They can be al-Qaeda. The Supreme Court of Canada will throw all the uh, legal resources necessary to uh, champion their cause to stay here. There, Look, there is a, a process that exists. Yeah. And the fact is that we, we have been – the government of Canada – under liberals and conservatives, has been ordered to keep some really bad guys here yeah. because of the court rulings you're talking about. Yeah. So saying that we can vet them, well, Goodale was honest. He said we can deal with them here. That means we keep them here. John, thanks but, for the but call. Brian, if he yep. doesn't know that, he's incompetent. Well, no, he does know it okay. because he said we can deal with them here, which means we import a terrorist, we keep a terrorist. I don't. I want to help people that need help. I yeah. want to do it right, though. That is the issue. Thanks for letting me express my views. Absolutely. Anytime. Okay. Sharon in Ottawa. Hi. You're on the Low Green Show. I've been wanting to call for a long time, but I work, so today I'm homesick. I'm so <laughs> glad to get my opinion in. Okay, number one. I've, one of your callers brought this up. All young men between 18 and 30, they mm-hmm. want to... They want to be a refugee, fine. Put them in a plane and take them to a private place with our Canadian Army and say, okay, we're training you. You're going to stay here and you're going to fight for your country, your women, your wives, your sisters that you have left behind. End of story. Number two, Obama needs to grow a pair and say, look at young pup of our prime minister. Mm -hmm. Grab him by the ears, sit him down and say, here's how you play in the major leagues. You let in these refugees, you're putting your own Canadian citizens in danger and mine. You do this, I freeze the border, and all Canadians are going to be asked to return home. Quit playing politics and start being a leader. Well, I, I don't think that um, I don't think that Obama is going to do that. Well, I know he's not going to, but I don't know. Like he's not going to be reelected, so he could be a real hero here. Could protect be. his own citizens. Could be, but he comes help from us. He, you know, for the most part, he comes from the same worldview as Trudeau. That's sad. Now, here's the story I just wanted your viewers to hear, and this is the honest-to-God truth. My, uh, my girlfriend was in a, in a restaurant, you know, a fast-food restaurant with her, with her son, young son, and this Eastern woman came in with four, five, six, seven children, and they were running around crazy, and she's a type where, you know, don't touch me, don't push me, and she let her feelings be known. And the mother, this is the honest-to-God truth, looked at her children and said, she's just white trash. This is in Canada, here in Ottawa, and these, well, this is how they're raising their children. Look, we can't... Is that we, not scary? I, I could show you people in Canada that raise their children like that. So I, know, I we, hope to God not. But when I heard that, I just, I just got scared. And then when I hear all these refugees coming in, and I'm just saying, oh, my gosh, somebody has got to wake Trudeau up. I don't know how, but someone's I, got to. I don't know who will. Sharon, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Ruth in Canada, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Oh, hi, Brian. Yeah, you remember Project 4000 when they brought all those Vietnamese in uh, Ottawa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's similar. These people are thinking that way. But they weren't having radical Islam. Uh, if you've seen that, you know what these guys are like. It's terrific. And suicide bombers. So, you know, they can walk into one of our malls or something and, and just blow people up. I mean, and and they're trained from uh, the birth right up to kill the Christians, kill the Jews, you know. So God help well, us. In, in, in some you know. places, I, that that is not the experience in Syria. It hadn't been. No. Uh, I don't know what's going on now. Christians had been living in Syria for millennia. Mm-hmm. Um you know, to some degree, President um, Bashir al-Assad actually protected them. What it's like now, I don't know. What you're talking about is what happens in um, places like the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. Yes, I don't exactly. know that that's the experience in Syria. So we we have to be careful when we're making assertions that they're accurate. Otherwise, we lose uh, we lose credibility on our arguments. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's not like Project 4000 and our health system and everything is going to suffer so much because these people are coming in yeah. and God knows what diseases they have have or whatever, and they're going to have to be looked after, and we're going to be paying the whole bill. 
We're going to be paying a lot. James Bissett estimated that the cost over several years for this will be more than a billion dollars. Easily. But my big concern, my big concern, Ruth, is the timelines. The timelines are too rushed to be able to do it carefully and safely. And we we have to hit that message home. Well, I just hope the churches, because we've got about seven churches out here in Canada and Stittsville, they're all set to sponsor some of them coming in. And, but and I, just, I, I applaud them for that. Yes, but, as long as they, you know, make sure they're 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 Christians and decent and everything. Mm, hopefully. Well, I don't even think that we can do that. I think that mm. we need to make sure that we're we're vetting people properly. I I wish that we could exactly. find a way to make sure that you know we don't get jokers like the ones at the. Um, uh, um, the Turkish soccer match, screaming mm-hmm. during a moment of silence. But if we do this right, we won't. Unfortunately, I don't think we are going to do it right. Ruth, thanks for the call. Well, it's in the Lord's hands. God bless us. All right. Thanks, thanks. for the call, Ruth. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. We'll get to Rosemary in Manatic and Joanne in Orleans and Dave in Canada and Ibrahim in Ottawa after this. You want to have your say? 521-TALK, 521-8255 or star 580 on Bell Mobility. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green, but I'm going to bring you up on a topic that Lowell has called in about twice this week. He hasn't called in today. Maybe we're talking about it enough, but... It's the issue of what will the Americans do if we cut corners on our security checks, if we rush to bring in 25,000. As you know, there's a a controversy about even bringing in 10,000 over the course of a year in the United States. Many in the U.S. are saying, nope, we won't take them. I believe it's up to 30 governors of different states, Democrat and Republicans. I know this is always just portrayed as bigoted right-wingers. No, no, it's not. From a story by Reuters, issued just a little while ago, it says, a current Canadian intelligence official says there was a clear risk given the pace at which security screeners would have to work to interview, select, and process such a high volume of applicants. Jose Sirwa, a spokeswoman for the Public Safety Ministry, said that a thorough screening process would be in place but the, the vast majority of Syrian refugees pose little or no risk to Canada, end quote. In the United States, two dozen state governors, mostly Republicans, have vowed not to accept any refugees, despite reassurances from the State Department that the immigrants will be rigorously screened to block any potential militants. Rand Beers, former deputy secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, said that weaker security screening north of the border would be a worry. Here's what Mr. Beer said. There would be a concern for anything that is less than our screening, and even we would say that our screening isn't perfect. We're told, don't worry, be happy. Rosemary Manitick, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hello. Hi, Rosemary. I just won't have to be brief. I hope you'll excuse me. But one Trudeau was enough for me. Two is too many. I'd like to remind all Canadians that Mr. Trudeau is our employee. We are paying his salary. We are paying the salary of his cabinet. And I think that he should be shown that we we have an opinion. We don't want our country endangered by his inexperience and lack of real-life experiences. And I would like to suggest, if I may, that CFRA take control, more or less, by remembering that when we had difficulties with the referendum, Mm -hmm. they managed to stir the people up and get a whole crowd of people going out to Montreal with regard to the referendum, and we succeeded. Please, wake the Canadians up. Let us get a huge crowd of people going to 
Parliament Hill. I'm, you think we should have a, a rally on Parliament Hill when, when the House comes back? We should have a rally. And I'm 90, I'm in a wheelchair, I'm disabled, and I'll be the first one to lead the crowd up to Parliament Hill <laughs> and let them know that they are responsible to us. We don't want our country ruined by his inexperience. They're all young people, like, haven't a clue. You know, I don't want to take up your time, but I really feel that his inexperience, lack of knowledge of the real world as it is, is going to bring down our... I'd like to see immigrants coming in, but I want them to come in slowly, properly screened. I don't want to have an influx that are going to be poorly looked after to begin with. It's, it's, not, it's not good for them either. You know, they, they're going to have to be clothed. They're going to bring in disease. They're going to do all, bring in uh, terrorists. Let's face it, they're going to be terrorists in the midst of them all. So well. let's bring this young man to his senses and have a rally. And as I say, I'll be right there. And I wish there were more older people like myself especially ones with experience in the military and how it goes, would rally around and, for goodness sake, stop sitting on your your hands, you know? Well, we yeah, I'll think about that, that possibility, Rosemary. Thanks I for the call. I hope you will, and I'm sorry, but I really feel very... I'm, I'm, I love my country, and I don't want to see it destroyed. By his inexperience. Thanks for the call, Rosemary. Thank you. Ibrahim in Ottawa. You're on the Little Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian Lilly. Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, nobody wants to be a refugee. Uh, it's a situation that makes you to be a refugee. Uh, I that, that's never... why I think we should be continue to fight ISIS to stop the people that are helping make the refugees. Exactly. And the other thing is, uh, Brian, uh, I was the first person to call early in the morning when Justin was uh, uh, to thank. I didn't vote because I'm a new Canadian, mm-hmm. but I did thank uh, the people who voted for uh, Justin. Uh, but at this moment, I'm really insisting from Justin to slow down, not to bring the the refugees like 25,000 people just immediately, but. There is a people uh, who has priority. I have been in refugee life for 19 years in Kenya. Uh, likes of uh, children, a woman with the kind of like priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one uh, thing uh, on, on my Facebook. Somebody shared a man with AK-47. Uh, half, uh, he had a uniform, a police uniform. And then... Uh, he had another picture, the same like he divided. The guy actually, again, flew. He was running with other people, like he's the same guy. He had AK-47 pictures, everything. He's a kind of like high-ranked person. And then in the other picture, he was with other people who are fleeing. So you don't know what you're bringing here. You know what I mean? Like, so bring in the children and the women, like... uh, or women with uh, no husband, uh, those kind of children are suffering probably. But at the age of uh, 30 and up, keep them for a while, scream them very well, because I don't want these people to bring a bad name to us. I'm a Muslim. I'm I'm ready to defend this country, Brian, by any means. I wouldn't kill anyone or any Canadian citizen, but I'm ready to die for it, to to, to save any Christian a Canadian, you, yeah. you understand? So we I don't understand. Want, we don't want those kind of people to come to Canada and then spoil our name. Uh, and like, uh, like I keep saying, Ibrahim, if yeah. we bring in refugees from the camps and we bring in the terrorists or the war criminals with them, they're all going to be living together. How safe are those refugees? The lambs that we're trying to protect, how safe are they going to feel with the wolves living among them? They are going to be terrified. And that is another reason we need to slow down and do it right. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. All right. I'm Brian Lilly filling in for Lowell Green. We'll be back after this. Get through your calls before the end of the show. This is News Talk 580 CFRA.
Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly with you till the top of the hour, and then we'll get into Lunch Bunch. But right now, a note from a friend of mine who has very good sources in, in the intelligence community who follows the goings-on. He writes, note that a Lebanese government minister has estimated that 2% of the 1.1 million Syrians in Lebanese refugee camps are connected to ISIS. This amounts to 20,000 people, and it's from such camps that Mr. Trudeau's proposed 25,000 refugees are to be selected. The Lebanese government says 20,000 of the one, or sorry, 2% of the 1.1 million have connections to ISIS. Time to hit pause. Dave in Canada, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Hi there, how's it going? Yeah, very well. Right on. Um, so I'm just wondering why people seem to think um, that ISIS would use the refugee system to bring its fighters into Canada. Because they've they said they easily, will. Well, they could easily just smuggle them in, uh, like people are smuggled in every day into Canada. So I don't think that the refugee system is going to be used. They've said they will. They've used it in Europe. It's something that we have to be aware of. They've used it already in Europe. They've no, used... I don't think that there's uh, that there's proof that they've used it in Europe, actually. I think that the uh, proof shows there is a huge smuggling network that is smuggling people all across Europe, uh, ISIS members all across Europe, and they're smuggling them back into Syria once they've completed their missions as well. So I don't think that attacking Ger- the Ger- um, the German federal police say that they have ten ongoing investigations into war criminals or terrorists inside the refugee camps. Right, Italy, so that's Italy, ten out of so that's ten out of how many million? Hold on, let me finish. Italy arrested a convicted terrorist in a boat with two hundred migrants. They have found refugees, or sorry, terrorists among the refugees in Calais, France. Uh, how, how many examples do you need? How many attacks do you need? Before you think, say, uh, let's scream. I don't, think the, I don't think you actually provided any examples just now. You you said that there are 10 ongoing investigations. That doesn't mean that there are any ISIS members. So, uh, did they... that's, 10 ongoing, that's 10 ongoing investigations, and and they've discovered those people and are looking into it. So it, it seems like they're doing the job. All right. Dave, let me ask you. Um, we screen refugees that aren't coming from terror hotspots and war zones. Why do you think we shouldn't screen for security now when we are bringing in people. Sorry, sorry, I haven't suggested we, that we don't screen for security. I think it's extremely important to, secre- to, so, uh, to screen for security. So all, all, all that however, I'm saying, however, you, all I'm, I'm saying... I'm I let you finish. I no, let you finish. All I'm saying I, is I that... I let you finish. I let you finish. All I'm saying, Dave, and I'll put you on hold again, all I'm saying is that we put it on pause and we do it properly. What's wrong with doing it properly? Is, so what I'm trying to say is that I do believe that we should be screening people properly, and uh, I think that we have systems in place. Um, and clearly, you don't trust those systems, and that's okay. Um, we normally but, bring in twenty five thousand in a year. Now we're going to do it in six weeks, and you think that the, we will do proper screening? So I think that all you would have to do is uh, increase the number of people doing the screening process by a factor of twelve, wouldn't you? Uh, if you're doing it, if you're doing 25,000 over the course of 12 months, uh, increase the number of people we have doing it by 12, and you could do that in one month, correct? Not, ne- math. Not, not necessarily. That's like man cooking. Put the chicken no, so, in so at what? 700 That's degrees. Like what, it's like man. Like what, uh, well, if you stop interrupting, I'll say it. I, it's like man cooking, where the guy says, oh, 350 for two hours, I'll put it in for one at 700. Doesn't always work that way. Uh, no, but it's actually not like that at all because I'm actually <laughs> I have a, a, a background in cooking, so that's ludicrous for you to suggest. But anyway, right. um, Dave, we got to get uh, to other callers. About, but we're, no, we're talking about numbers of people here. Yeah. So, so you'd be so all you would have to do is increase the number of people processing, um, and then you could increase the numbers. I don't why, know why, how. Why, why not just do it properly in in a, in a normal orderly fashion? Because unfortunately, there are innocent people dying. We're at taking the hands them. Of ISIS. We're They're taking them. The hands of ISIS. Are oh, you gonna let me ever we're, finish? They're we're dying taking at the them from the camp. Over there. We're taking them from the camps in uh, Lebanon. We're not taking them out of the war well, zone. We're taking them. Dave, well, thanks for the call. Haven't... We got to go. Go on, Joanne and Orleans. You're on the Little Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning. Um, you opened up your show by asking if we could stop 
um, the liberal plan, which got me thinking. There's a, a video going around social media on Facebook yesterday that I saw, and someone called Mark Sutcliffe and virtually quoted the video verbatim. The commentary is with an Australian journalist, and in it he says that not taking refugees helps ISIS. His premise is that that ISIS wants Muslims to adopt an us-versus-them mentality. I've seen the video, yes. So you know what I'm saying. It's well done. It's slick. And it's a very – it turns on its head the notion of how can we help people. It's saying if we don't take them, we help ISIS, which means we must take them if we want to oppose ISIS. I think that um, whether that's true or not, you know, you developed that argument very well – What it boils down to is that people are looking to express their compassion. And if if there is a group of Canadians who buy into this argument that um, helping uh, the refugees hurts ISIS, or not helping the refugees hurts ISIS, it hurts my brain to think about it, um, they'll be opposed to us not taking refugees. Uh, well, I mean, but but be... I'm not saying don't take them, and most no, of the callers are but, not saying don't take them. We're well, saying precisely. do it properly, uh, Joanne. But by not taking them quickly, it sounds like we're not taking them, and it's a different view of compassion. Trude is clearly disregarding national security concerns. He's, he's fighting on what he did through the whole election, his view of what it means to be nice, his view of what it means to be compassionate. And unfortunately, there are many churches who are feel, feel compelled to act by their faith, on their faith, and, and be compassionate. And, so there, but, we want to open these doors. Compassion also means protecting the people you bring in. As I just read off, the Lebanese <clears> government <throat> estimates 2% of the 1.1 million Syrian refugees are connected to ISIS. Joanne, i, I got to try and get to two more calls before the end of the show. Thanks for calling in. All right, Sharon in Ottawa, if you're quick, we can uh, get on to the next call as well. Your quick thoughts on this. Sharon? Hi, Brian. Hi. It's an honor to speak with you. Uh, an honor to speak with you. Straight to I, the point. I though. really miss Sun News. Okay. Would... Uh, I saw the interview that uh, Don Martin did with Ralph Goodale last night. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Martin did ask him, why the rush? And he said, well, we promised. And we're confident we can do it with the safety of Canadians in mind. And I wanted to put my foot through the TV, but I restrained myself. And I kept thinking, oh, I wish Brian Lilly could interview this <laughs> bird brain. I, I have asked, and so far they're saying no. But I came away with two, with, uh, one thought. Um, it seems that liberals, when they get one of these bright ideas, they're so bloody-minded, they won't let it go, no matter what it costs. Kathleen Wynne's a prime example with her well, green energy. They want evidence-based policy until the evidence contradicts their policy. Exactly. Sharon? our detriment. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Brian. All right. Mm-hmm. Di- Diana has been waiting a long time. We'll, we'll give you the last word, Diana. It's got to be quick, though. Hello, Diana? Okay, she's not there. All right. So last word doesn't go to Diana because she's still listening to her radio instead. Uh, But maybe tomorrow. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. We'll be back with Lunch Bunch next. Uh, If you like what you heard today, this will be up in a podcast later. You can share it elsewhere on Facebook. You can help spread the word. You can spread the word by sharing the, the petition. On Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Brian Lilly is where you find all my stuff. There'll be videos up there later today. There'll be columns. Share it. Spread the word. Help sanity catch on across the country because the country needs it. This is News Talk 580 CFRA.